Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Thank you for giving us a beautiful day. Thank you because this is the day you have made. Scripture says it will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. Scripture says that daily you load us with benefits. So Father, we thank you for the benefits of today. We thank you for your plans that you have prepared for us today. We thank you because uh, they are good and perfect plans. We give you all the praise and glory. Thank you for bringing us again into your presence. Thank you for the privilege to worship you, to give you glory, to give you honor, and to give you all adoration. Thank you that we are able to cry out, Abba, Father, this morning. We are able to cry out, Yahweh, King of kings and Lord of lords. We are able to cry out, Jehovah, to the Almighty God this morning. Be exalted forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the only one worthy of praise and glory. Yes, Lord, because you are almighty. You are all-powerful. All power in heaven and on earth belongs to you. No one can question you. No one can contend with you. So we bow down before you and we worship this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles this morning, we ask that you will grant us wisdom and understanding in your word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy A.A. Nike. So we continue our study, reading, and commentary of the New Testament. We are in the book of Acts. We stopped on Acts chapter, that was Acts chapter 3 yesterday. I would say day before yesterday now because we didn't have a devotional yesterday. Oh, I didn't post one yesterday, I should say. And then, um, so we move on to Acts chapter 4. Baby, thank you. Thank you to so everyone who called in, who checked in with a call, with a message. I sincerely appreciate it. God bless you. Uh, I want to appreciate everyone joining in this morning, especially those joining us for the very first time. God bless you. All right, so let's dive straight in. Acts chapter 4. We'll read Acts chapter 4. And Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 4 are some of the best evidence to tell us that something had happened to these guys. Now Jesus was not here before they could cower under, under the feet of Jesus and he was the one that did the speaking on their behalf. He confronted the elders on their behalf when the Pharisees attacked the disciples. It was Jesus that responded but now they were bold to speak on their own and they were unlearned. Everyone could tell. For you to be able to speak about scriptures like this, 
He ought to have been trained in a school like the Levites were. You know, but everyone knew, could see that these guys are unlearned. How are they able to do these things? Okay, so the, one of the biggest evidence that we have that something happened to these guys and what happened to them was their work with Jesus. They saw his death and his resurrection. And then we'll read Acts chapter 5, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. I'm sure you know their story, but let's look at the lessons to learn from them this morning. It says, while Peter and John, verse 1, where you're reading from the New Living Translation, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests. Remember, they entered the temple and then they healed that man who was always at the, the gate, the beautiful gate, right? While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests the captain of the temple guards and some of the Sadducees. Why? In the Old Testament, only the Levites had this right. Okay? They had the exclusive rights. In the New Testament, this has been given to the entire body, the entire body of Christ. It says some of the Sadducees. Two says these leaders were very disturbed. They were very disturbed. Why? They are taking care of the problem. Who was the problem? The problem was Jesus. They crucified him. Okay, maybe the right, the correct thing to say was that they got, they got the Romans, they got Pilate to crucify him. The problem should have gone. So these leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, there is a resurrection of the dead. Okay, they were... They were disturbed. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who had their message believed it. So the number, remember the last time when Peter preached, okay? The Bible says over 3,000 3, people were saved that day. It says that when, but many of the people who had the had their message believed it so the number of men who believed now totaled about 3,000 the last time it was it totaled sorry 5,000 the last time it was 3,000 and now it's increasing 5,000 the next day the council of all the rulers so they spent the night in the jail Verse 5, the next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, which is very strange. What happened? This is just a few days. Annas is supposed to be the father, in quote, of Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the high priest who sentenced Jesus. Okay? So, Annas was the high priest before Caiaphas. So, they took Jesus, anyway, according to John, anyway, they took Jesus first to the house of Annas. Uh, that was where they first slapped him before they then took him to the house of Caiaphas. Uh, did something happen? Because Caiaphas was the one that prophesied or said that it was better for one person to die for the nation than for the entire nation to lose their place. Okay? But here, Luke tells us that Annas the high priest was there. 
along with Caiaphas, in other words, their positions are switched. Did something happen with the death of Jesus with Caiaphas? Did he step down? Okay, so that his father took over. But the Bible tells us that along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest, they brought in the two disciples. So just these were just the Levites, you want to call it that, because this it says other relatives of the high priest. The high priest is the exclusive right of the tribe of the descendants of Aaron. Yes, they must be from the tribe of Levi, but you must then be from the descendant of Aaron, Aaron to be a part of this group. So Annas, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. Seven, they brought in the two disciples and demanded by what power, by what power, or in whose name have you done this? by what power and in whose name have you done this then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers and elders of our people are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man is that why we are being questioned are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man do you want to know how he was healed do you want to know? You want to know? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scripture where it says, the stone that the build, that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. That's Psalm 118, verse 22, verse 22. The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved sincerely. There is no other name given other heaven by which man can be saved. There is no there is salvation in no one else. Peter says, God has given no other name under heaven by which we must, we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed. Why were they amazed? Because of the way Peter is quoting scriptures. He is unlearned, remember, he is a fisherman. <laughs> Let me just put it plainly. He is a fisherman. But the way he is quoting scriptures and using scriptures to back up his point, it's, it's alarming for them. He says the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary, ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. You see that? So what happened to this guy? Who trained these guys? That's the first thing they would have been been thinking did anyone take these guys into a corner or maybe kept them in a, you had to have years of training to be able to do this but now these guys were doing this thing this effortlessly and someone would have pointed and just touched their shoulder these guys are the disciples of jesus <laughs> he says uh, they had no special training in the scriptures they also recognized them as men who had been with jesus 
But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber. They ordered them out of the council chamber. Usually this council chamber should be the Sahedrin, yes. But you could see now that they had chased out people like Nicodemus. They have chased out people like Joseph of Arimathea. People that were part of this council. At the beginning, you saw them. You saw the names of only those who were there, right? <laughs> they were relatives of the high priest. They have chased, they chased every other person out. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. They conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. Everybody knows that man, okay? So I'm sure everybody that walks to the temple, somebody will tell them, ah, 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 ah. Did you hear what happened yesterday? Hey, <laughs> hey, come and see me, voila. Maybe we thought that that Jesus guy that they said was doing miracles, maybe they have killed him. Come and see me, see something on. His disciples, yesterday, you know, let's give that guy, maybe let's call him Taju. You know Taju, right? <laughs> ah, he's not a cripple anymore. Don't see him and call him a cripple. Try Taju if you don't want trouble. Taju is now fine. He has been healed. Ah, ow. They will say, hey, it was the disciples of Jesus. So, <laughs> so they said, we can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must want them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never, never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Peter and John, do you think, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? Do you think, is that what you think? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. And that was what they shared. That was what we had. That is what we have in our Bibles. That was what majority of them wrote down. They could not stop telling about everything they had seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the, the healing of the man who had been lame for more than 40 years. You see that? Aha. So Jesus said the disciples were going to do greater things than he did. Aha. Um, this one was more than 40 years. That man that was born blind was almost about that. But this one was, this guy had been lame like that, being at the gate. I don't know how many years they've been putting him right there at that gate, but for more than 40 years. Okay, um, he is healed. Hallelujah. All right, verse 23 says, As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said when they heard the report all the believers lifted lifted their voices together in prayer to god o sovereign lord creator of heaven and earth the sea and everything in them why were they praying like this they knew that trouble was coming <laughs> they knew that trouble was coming it was about to start 
you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered themselves against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod, Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your only servant whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servant, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Mm? You see their prayer? I love the way they laid down their prayers. They started, first of all, thanking God, and then they, they, they relied on the scriptures. They quoted what God had said through, through his prophet, through King David, and then they made their petition in line with that prayer. I'm telling you, God answered. He says, they said, let it be that when we stretch out our hands, okay, healing power will flow. May miraculous signs and wonders be drawn, be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God. They preached the word of God with boldness. I'm telling you, no one could stop them. Hmm? They preached the word of God with boldness. 32 says that all the believers were united in hearts and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. They shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the, one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas. This is the same person as, as Barabbas, okay? Or the one that was, it was between this one, between this Barnabas and Matthias, that they decided who was going to replace who was going to replace Judas. So this Barnabas, okay, was probably a little was quite rich, is <laughs> because they were people who sold who sold their their lands or houses. He said, for instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyrus. He sold a feed he owned and brought the money to the apostles. So I love this. You must always realize that the Bible never gives us any information without a reason. It tells us that he is from the tribe of Levi. Yes, he is from the tribe of Levi. Until now, the tribe of Levi would have been the one to collect these things. You took them to the temple, to the tribe of Levi. And then, of course, when you offered your offerings, you were giving them specifically to the tribe, you know, to Aaron's family. Yeah, the, the house of the high priest. But now, instead of doing that, the people sold their land, they sold their houses, 
and they brought it and put it at the feet of the apostles. What is going on? Yes, we are entering a new dispensation. This is the New Testament and that is how the church began. Hallelujah. Alright, that's how they shared things. Let's move on to Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, and we'll rush here. But there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife Sapphira, sold some, some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Okay, which is quite sad. They sold it. Okay, we finished selling it, but what we want to give out of it is 50%. That's, eh? Oh, okay, we want to give just 2%. It was always their, their money. Nobody really could, nobody was forcing them what percentage they could give. But here they brought part of the money and then lied, claiming it was the full amount. Verse 3 says, Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not sell. As you wished and after selling it the money was also yours to give away how could you do a thing like this you weren't lying to us but to god okay you could see how much the holy spirit worked with them when these things happened in when this thing happened in the old testament it wasn't that you were talking to people you had to maybe go into the temple maybe you offered you offered um strange fire like uh, the sons of Aaron did or you you touch the ark of God or something like that but now ha, you can imagine what the amount of fear that would have been among among the con the congregants then you lied to the Holy Spirit people dropped dead see you weren't lying to us but to God as soon as Ananias had this word he fell to the floor and died everyone who heard about it was terrified then some young men got up wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him about three hours later his wife came in not knowing what had happened peter asked her was the prize you and your husband was the this was this the prize you and your husband received for your land yes she replied that was the prize <laughs> and peter said how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the lord with like this the young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. Wow! Instantly she fell to the floor and died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear. Why were some of these things happening? The Bible says great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. There was reverence. There was reverence from for God. Twelve says the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as at Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared joined dared to join them, even though all the people had high regards for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people uh, were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits. 
and they were all healed. Exactly the things that Jesus did. All right, let's look at more opposition to the apostles. Okay, the high priest and his officials who were who were Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the, at night, opened the gates, the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, "Go to the temple, go to the temple, and give the people this message, this message of life. What we have is the message of life." Oh. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council. That's the Sahedrin. Now they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported. The jail was securely locked. It was securely locked with the guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. Huh. The captain went with his temple guard and arrested the apostle, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Of course, the last time they told them that Jesus was the problem, they killed Jesus. Now you want to come and kill these ones. <laughs> they will stone them. 27, then they brought the apostles before the high council where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never again to teach in, the, in this man's name. He said, instead you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. Eh? You see some of the things that Peter is saying. Eh? No Jew will say these things unless they were totally convinced that God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel will repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey Him. When they heard this, the High Council was furious. The High Council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside the council chamber for a while. When then he said to his, his colleague, men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was that fellow, Atudas, who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement came to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there, were, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is leave these men alone, let them go. If they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You, will, you may even find yourself fighting against God. Let me add a few, a few seconds this morning. You will only find yourself fighting against God. The others accepted his advice. They called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus. 
and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Hallelujah. Every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. This message that Jesus is the Messiah is the message that gives life. Hallelujah. So our lessons this morning, Peter said, who should we fear? Should we fear you or God? Who should we obey? Should we obey you or obey God? I think it's big lessons for us. Many of us refuse to speak about Jesus today because we are afraid of the crowd. We are afraid of what our neighbors will say. We are afraid of how we will be denigrated on social media. Ah, but this is our calling. And that is what God has called us to do. We also see the way the disciples lived together. They lived as one. They shared everything they had. Let's learn from Ananias and Sapphira never to lie to one another or try to lie to the Holy Spirit. It never ends well. Father, we say thank you this morning. Help us to share together as believers. Help us to share this message to take this message to the world that Jesus is the Messiah. And as we do, Father, let your healing hand, let the power of the Holy Spirit be with us. We give you all the praise, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.